Welcome into another edition of the Wisports.net podcast. I'm Travis Wilson, general manager at Wisports.net, and your host for the WSN podcast. Very excited to get back to a regular state tournament this weekend for girls basketball. We're going to talk about that in just a moment with our girls basketball writer Norbert Durst. Uh, also, a busy time with uh, football. Excuse me, with, with boys basketball headed to sectionals this week, and of course the boys basketball state tournament next week. We saw some state champions crowned in other uh, sports last week: hockey, team wrestling, gymnastics. Uh, so it's a it's a fun time of the year. It's a busy time of the year. It's an exciting time of the year. And we also want to uh, remind you on behalf of our our good friends at the Wisconsin Department of Transportation who sponsors our WSN podcast and our playoff coverage on WSN to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Again, we're going to spend a lot of time today talking about previewing the Girls Basketball State Tournament this weekend. And for that, we'll bring in our guy, Norbert Durst, best in the biz in terms of covering high school girls basketball in the state of Wisconsin. Norb, uh, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, I think, when we when we previewed the uh, playoffs, very excited to get back to the Rush Center, to get back to a regular state tournament. Uh, it's got to feel good as we uh, as, as you continue preparations this week. Yeah, and you know, being able to watch all the teams live in one place at the state tournament is obviously the best, not only just for for uh, us as media people, but for the fans as well, because the fans want to see these top kids, the top players, you know, compete at the state tournament, and you know, having them back at the rest center is going to allow the fans and you know, just fans of basketball to enjoy a lot of great teams and a lot of great players across the state. Well, we're going to uh, preview a, a whole bunch of stuff today. We'll talk about each division. We'll talk about the teams. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. Um, but I want to maybe start with uh, kind of some superlatives from uh, this group of teams or this state tournament. Um, let's start with the most surprising team to make it to state out of any of the divisions. As you look over four qualifiers in five divisions, what team is the most surprising that they got here? Yeah, that's a tough one. Uh, most surprising, probably uh, Dominican might be the most surprising. Uh, they finished in the middle of the pack of the Metro Classic. Uh, did, you know, compete well throughout the year, um, beating some good teams, especially down the stretch. But, you know, record-wise, not all that great. But, you know, they won when it mattered. And, you know, beating some of those some of those tough opponents like uh, Martin Luther, who's made it to the state tournament recently. So it's uh, probably them if you're going to point at one team. Well, let's flip the the script a little bit and go the other direction. Is there a team that is most most surprising that they are not here at the state tournament? Uh, certainly, you know, you made your picks before the state tournament. I made my picks. A lot of people did and, and you know, got many of those wrong. But is there one team that you could point to and say, man, it's I don't know how they didn't get here. It's a surprise that they didn't get here. Well, Hortonville had a great year and, you know, competing in uh, the tough FEA and having to play against, you know, uh, teams like Appleton East and Nina again in the tournament as as they did uh, lose to Nina in the tournament. So I'm probably going to point that way, um, mainly just because of how dominant they were this season. You know, just one loss to Notre Dame and, um, you know, 
doing very well, especially against Appleton East, who they beat twice in the regular season. Didn't face him in the postseason, as as mentioned. They lost to Nina in uh, you know controversial uh, finish to that contest. So um, a point that way as far as uh, the top team. Well, let's. Uh... <laughs> I, I can't remember if we did this with you or maybe we just did it with Mark when we were doing our preview. We talked about you know your your confidence factor. Which team uh, were you most confident in that was going to win state? As you look over this group of teams and in each division here, which division are you most confident in picking a, a state champion? I would probably be most confident in Division Three with Wapon. Uh, very close though in Division Five with Randolph. Maybe actually maybe a tad tad more on Randolph in Division Five. They've been dominant. Um, even a, a real big win over New Berlin West, who was ranked in Division Two earlier this season. But Wapons uh, also had a great season, and I think they are um, still uh, the team to beat in Division Three, even without having that final ranking in the coaches' poll with Freedom grabbing that one. Uh, we'll maybe spend a little bit of time talking about it uh, later in terms of how these teams were seated at the state tournament. It was different this year. It was done with the computer seating instead of the, the coach vote. So the, the matchups are maybe they're different than what they would have been with a coach vote. I don't know. But um, we have seen, uh, for the most part, since the coaches started seating the state tournament, gosh, what was it, four or five years ago maybe, um, that for the most part, the number one seeds win, and then you'll have a, a two get knocked off here or there. But as you look over these group of number one seeds, which uh, we should point out in Division One, that's Kettle Moraine, in Division Two, Notre Dame, Division Three, Wapan, Division Four, Mineral Point, in Division Five, Randolph. Of those number one seeds, which one has the highest likelihood of getting knocked off in the semifinals, either because of the, the matchup they have, the, the four seed they have to go against, whatever it might be, which number one seed do you think might be most vulnerable at the state tournament? Well, given the fact I've, you know, pointed out Lapon and Randolph being clear, uh, clear cuts in their division, uh, Mineral Point isn't too far off of that either. So I'd probably have to go with uh, with Kettle Moraine in Division One, um, DePere, um, you know, they've, they, I think they played a much better schedule this year than they have in past years to help them prepare for the state tournament. They got blown away by Germantown to start the year. Uh, I believe that was a 105 to 66 loss, um, but then beat Germantown in a sectional final. Um, so they proved that, uh, you know, they're ready to go in the state tournament. Also a couple, uh, I think it was a one point loss to Notre Dame in one of their two contests. So a much improved team. Um, even since the start of the season for DePierre. So I'll point at that one as far as um, Kettle Moraine a bit on the hook as far as uh, ability to get knocked off early. We're talking with Norbert Durst, our girls basketball writer at Wisports.net, previewing the girls basketball state tournament, which is coming up this weekend, Thursday through Saturday at the Rush Center in Green Bay, or maybe it's technically Ashwabanon. I don't even know. Whatever it is, it's uh, it's up there. Uh, just across the street almost from uh, Lambeau Field and the uh, Don Hudson Center. Norb, again, the state tournament was seeded with uh, with the computer seeding this year. We should point out that uh, I did uh, verify with the WIAA that all games, including the playoffs, were used to, uh, to do this seeding. It wasn't just the same number that was uh, determined you know, for, for regional seeding. Um, they included all the playoff games. Um, we saw in the regular, excuse me, in the 
early part of the tournament in some of the regionals where the computer seating seemed like it was off in, in some areas. Um, anything that stands out in terms of how the seeds shook out uh, at the state tournament level? Not that it matters a ton. You got to win two games against two outstanding teams, but anything stand out with that change to uh, computer seating as opposed to coaches at the state tournament? You know, maybe uh, for me, most notably Westfield getting the four in division four, um, their team that reached the state tournament last year in division three, uh, just one loss this season. That was to Edgewood who uh, reached uh, sectional play. So uh, that one is probably the most uh, obvious to me. There's, you know, some close ones, obviously, you know, um, as being a re- from Reesburg yourself, you know, them getting the two um, behind Notre Dame. But for me, Notre Dame's schedule, I think, is the reason they got the one over Reedsburg, even even though Reedsburg was uh, is uh, undefeated, only only unbeaten team in the top three divisions at the state tournament. But uh, for the most part, I mean, it, it's it's about what you would expect. You know, there's some twos that could have been threes or the other way around. But you know, if, if it's a two-three game, that doesn't matter so much. It's more just that one-four that is the big uh, the big um, seeds in the state tournament seedings. We should also point out that we are looking forward to the return on Saturday of the three-point challenge uh, that we have assisted with uh, collecting information, and, and folks probably saw the three-point challenge leaderboard that was published uh, throughout the uh, the later part of the season. That'll be back again after getting canceled in 2021 and 2020, so we have not had that since 2019. Norb, I won't, uh, I won't make you make a pick in the three-point challenge. But again, we're, we're looking forward to getting that back. It's always a fun time for those kids to, to show out and show themselves. Um, let's, talk, uh, let's talk each of these divisions, though. Let's, let's run through and, and kind of give us a little bit of a breakdown, a preview of the semifinals, maybe you know, what, what you think might happen uh, for each division. And let's start, in, uh, let's start in the first division that, that occurs, and that is Thursday afternoon with the Division Three state semifinals. You have number one, Wapan versus number four, Dominican, and number two, Freedom versus number three, St. Croix Falls. So what are we looking for in Division Three? What things stand out? You already mentioned Wapan, uh, perhaps a, a, a pretty heavy favorite, but what's our Division Three breakdown and preview? Yeah, Wapan, definitely the heavy favorite, I think, in Division Three. Um, they did have the three losses this season. Um, one to Notre Dame, who they actually they had uh, on the ropes for much of that contest. Also had uh, Verona on the ropes, bo- losing both of those games in overtime. But uh, with Abby Alzma and Kale Peterson, uh, that's uh, a very di- a big dynamic duo, especially when you're talking Division Three basketball. Uh, those are um, going to be tough players to slow down. And, you know, they got some other solid players on the team as well um, that give them depth. But, you know, I think in that one, it, uh, Dominican likes to play a little bit slower, but it's going to be tough to keep up with the pace that Wapon's going to bring. Um, they can shoot the ball from behind the arc and also get to the hoop very well. Um, so I, I, I do think they will advance. Wapon will advance in that one. The second one, I think, you know, that could be a little more interesting contest. Freedom, I think, is the clear, clear favorite in that game. Um, the, you know, they played a good schedule. Just one loss. That loss was to uh, Mosini, who uh, played much of the season unbeaten themselves. Um, but freedom, uh, you know, they're another deep team. Um, I think they play a, a little bit better schedule than what St. Croix, St. Croix Falls has this season, which I think will help in that them in that contest. And then, you know, in that state final, I, I do think it's going to be Wapon and freedom, um, with Wapon coming out on top in that one. But, 
You know, Freedom is uh, a good team. They play a lot of good opponents. So I would not be surprised if that one's close the entire game if it does happen. Again, the Division Three semifinals set for Thursday afternoon. Championship game in Division Three will be uh, Saturday. It's the last of the morning session or afternoon session. I, I guess I don't know what they, they term it, but um, Division Four takes the stage Thursday night where you have number one, Mineral Point, against number four, Westfield, and number two, Laconia, versus number three, Nielsville. Division four breakdown, Norb. Yeah, Mineral Point, I mean, they're defeated uh, and they're rolling. Uh, they had that big win over Aquinas in a uh, sectional semifinal. Uh, Mallory Lindsay, she can shoot it. Uh, over 100 three-pointers made this, this season, which is among the best in the state. Um, you know, they played very good defense as well. Um, so I think the combination of how, how well they can score it in their defense is going to be tough. But, you know, Westfield only has one loss, as as we mentioned a little bit ago. And, you know, that loss was to a good Edgewood team. So uh, I do think that's going to be a battle. I just think there's a few more weapons on Mineral Point side in that contest. And I, I do have Mineral Point advancing to a state uh, final. And the other one, that... The 2-3 uh, the matchup between Laconia and Nielsville, I think that one should be really good. Laconia can score it a little bit more than than uh, Nielsville, but Nielsville always strong defensively. Coach John Geyer, uh, he preaches that, and they're always going to bring it. So I think if they, they can score enough in that one, I think they can beat Laconia. But I do have Laconia advancing in that contest and uh, meeting up with Mineral Point in the state final. And... You know, that um, that Mineral Point team last year's uh, Division Four state runner-up um, falling to to uh, Michigan in the state final. Uh, they've just played such great basketball this season in, in many different facets. So I think it's going to be difficult for them to get knocked off in Division Four. And we should mention that Westfield had perhaps the, uh, the play of the tournament, the shot of the tournament so far, as Carly Drew hit a 30-footer. Uh, as the buzzer sounded to send them to the state tournament with a regional, excuse me, a sectional final win over Bonduel uh, in that one, a, a great shot, one of those great moments that you see in the uh, in the state tournament every year. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned Westfield and having one loss, getting the four seed. I, I I would guess that that is probably a function of the schedule that they played. Um, what what was their non-conference schedule like during the regular season? You mentioned a, a, a loss to Edgewood. Did they did they go out and test themselves? Because I the South Central I don't know that was that strong this year. And I think that hurt them more than anything, to be honest. The South Central, um, just the league in general. They did play uh, Amherst, which I thought was a good non-conference game, but you know it probably when it came down to it, just not enough compared to what those other teams played non-conference wise. All right, well, let's turn our attention to the games that will take place on Friday. That will be Division 5 opening things on Friday morning. The 9.05 game at the Rush Center will feature number one Randolph against number four Highland, followed by number two Assumption, the defending state champions, against number three McDonald Central. What are we looking at in Division 5, where, again, we do have the defending state champions there. We do also have an undefeated team, a couple teams, uh, you know, a, a team like Highland making their first trip in... I don't, is it ever, I, I believe. Uh, so Their some good storylines in, ever, yeah. yeah, some good storylines in division five, it looks like. Yeah. Um, you know, got to start with Randolph. They're undefeated. 
Um, last loss was to Michigan last season in a sectional final in Division Four. Them having to get moved up with uh, the COVID changes last season. Um, you know they're rolling, uh, led by Jory Bualda, six foot forward. Um, she does it all for them. Um, you know, over 20 points per game, dominant on defense. So she's she's just a really tough matchup for a lot of teams. And in Division Five, as you you know, there's just not as many bigs overall. So Division Five is going to be even less big. So it's going to be a tough matchup for for Highland in that one. But you know, Highland beat a good Bangor team in a sectional final. Um, so they're definitely going to be prepared for that contest. I just think a little bit too much Randolph and Jory Bewald in that first state semifinal. And in that second state semifinal, these teams actually matched up last year at the state tournament and state semifinal assumption and McDonald central, um, a lot different look for assumption this year than last. They had uh, a couple of six footers last season. Now they, they play with many more guards, uh, um, a lot of kids in the rotation with that, that defense they bring, uh, uh, the entire game. So I think that's going to be the difference in that one. I think assumptions defense, uh, the relentlessness of their defense is going to be uh, what sets them apart in that, in that game against McDonald central. But, you know, I think that's going to be one heck of a state semifinal. And in the state final, I have uh, Randolph beating last year's state division five state champion assumption in the title game. And assumption is led once again by, Anara Sens de Rosas, uh, I'm not 100% sure if I pronounced that right, uh, apologies uh, to, to her, but she's a, a foreign exchange student that is back for a second year, might be the most impactful foreign exchange student that, that we've ever seen, it's certainly in, in girls basketball, I would think, and in just about any sport, um, you usually don't see those kids make that kind of impact, and she's, uh, I think she was an All-State player last year, and uh, leading them in scoring again this year for a team going for a second straight state championship. Uh, again, whether you're traveling to the games at the uh, Rush Center, whether you're traveling to sectional games for boys this week, or just in general, we want to make sure to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. Well, Norb, let's move on to uh, the, the bigger schools as we start moving into Friday afternoon, and that's going to be Division II, uh, where, again, a, a little bit of a, a seating controversy, I guess you could say, but uh, certainly understandable with the kind of schedule that Notre Dame played. Notre Dame gets the one seed. They will play in the 135 game on Friday afternoon against fourth-seeded Menominee, and then you have Reedsburg undefeated top-ranked most of the year, taking on Pewaukee, who can shoot the lights out and put on a, a, a very impressive display in sectionals. That'll be the second game, probably a 3.30-ish start on Friday afternoon. Division Two looks like a loaded field this year as you look over these teams that have qualified. Yeah, it's definitely got some, uh, you know, high-level teams, high-level of talent. Um, you know, that first one is... I'd say probably Notre Dame's going to overwhelm Menominee just because they overwhelm a lot of teams with their defensive play, uh, and I just think that's going to be a tough matchup for Menominee. But that that sectional, that second uh, state semifinal uh, between uh, Pewaukee and Reesburg, as you noted, that one should be very exciting. Uh, you know, both teams can can score at a high rate. Uh, Pewaukee played 
a lot of really good teams. They played a much better non-conference schedule than than Reesburg did, and you know they. I think they have a better you know they they have a better league than uh, than uh, what Reesburg has as well. So I think those are those are factors that are definitely going to come into play. Um, you know, Amy Terrian and uh, Sarah Newcomer, uh, they lead the way for Pewaukee and then for Reedsburg. Mara Weeman, who's going to Oshkosh, and Cindy Cherney, uh, those two lead the way for the Beavers. Um, so there, there's going to be a lot of points scored in that one. I think the pace of the game should be very exciting. Um, but uh, I do have uh, Reedsburg coming out on top in that contest and then uh, having a uh, having to face Notre Dame for a second straight year in the Division II state championship game. I do think uh, that one's going to be one heck of a good one, uh, and it'll be a great state championship game, I would say, no matter you know who gets through there, Pewaukee or Reedsburg. But uh, uh, with Notre Dame, you know, they returned a lot of kids, and you know, maybe some new, ro- new roles for them this season with Gracie Grash moving into the lead role. Uh, Sarah Hardwick was a key player big-time player for them last season, All-State kid that's going to Oshkosh. Uh, Hope Barrington's having a good year. Um, and also for them, uh, you know, really good uh, point guard play as well. Um, so it, it's from Trista Feta. And so it's going to be one heck of a contest that I'm really looking forward to if it happens. But um, as I picked before the playoffs started, I do have Notre Dame beating Reedsburg in the title game. If you're a fan of offense, if you're a fan of uh, the three-point shot, shooting the ball, getting up and down, as Norb said, that Pewaukee-Reedsburg game might be the one for you. That was uh, two teams, that is two teams, that love to shoot the three. Uh, Pewaukee's made, uh, Norb, you note, 259 three-pointers. Reedsburg's made 190. Um, so that's that's one of the more entertaining games that we should see in uh, in the entire state tournament, I would think. Let's move on to the biggest schools in the state. Division One, um, Kettle Moraine, the top seed. They will play De Pere at 635 on Friday night. The second game will feature Brookfield East, the second seed, against Appleton East, the third seed. That will be probably an 830 uh, tip-off somewhere in that range, the, the last game on Friday night. Uh, Division Three, excuse me, Division One uh, seemed like a pretty deep division, especially at the top. You mentioned Hortonville getting knocked off uh, in that uh, in that thriller against Nina, and then Nina ended up losing themselves. Uh, but it does create some really interesting games. Hard to uh, you know pick a favorite maybe in Division One uh, with four teams that are really really close in a lot of ways, even right down to their records. All of them have either three or four losses. So does that set up for a competitive Division One field? I really think it does. I, I think it's it's very wide open. I thought throughout mo- much of the season, outside of Hortonville, I thought a lot of teams could could get to the state cha- uh, state title game and take home a gold ball. Uh, but you know, this one, I think all both of those contests are going to be exciting, and the state finals should be exciting as well. Uh, you know, Kettle Moraine, you know, comes. Uh, gets to the state tournament led by Grace Groholsky. She's going to Arizona State, uh, junior for them. Um, you know, and they can score the ball with the best of them, come out of the Classic Eight. You know, they have some good wins this season. Um, they did lose to uh, uh, Notre Dame, who is at the state tournament. They beat Pewaukee. Uh, they also defeated Brookfield East, who's also at the state tournament in Division One. Um, but DePere, you know, they're a team that's, as mentioned earlier, I think uh, they showed that they can compete with the best of them, um, competed much better against Notre Dame this season than last year. Um, and, you know, after uh, getting blown out by by Germantown at the start of the year, comes back and, you know, they beat 
Germantown in a, in a, a sectional final. So it shows they're ready to go in, you know, led by Jordan, uh, Jordan Melman's. Um, they're a team that can score the ball as well. They like to shoot the three. So, you know, that one uh, against Cotton Moraine should be very exciting. In the other state semifinal, Brookfield East um, and, and uh, Appleton East. Uh, Brookfield East brings it probably a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know, don't, doesn't score it as much. Um, led by uh, Annika Plemer. Also, Shea Kelly's on that team. Um, really, really good defender. If that Kelly last name sounds familiar, it is familiar. That's Mike Kelly's daughter. Um, you know, great defender for the Badgers. So no surprise that's that's where she does great um, in the in the games as well. You know, she can score it as well, uh, just over 10 points per game. Appleton East, though, I think uh, they might be the favorite in, all, in uh, Division One, despite being the three seed. You know, they play in the best conference in the state in the FBA. Um, they did get knocked off a couple times against Hortonville in the regular season, but you know, with Hortonville losing in the playoffs, they didn't they didn't have to face them again. Um, they knocked off Nina in a sectional final, led by Emily LaChapelle. She's headed to uh, Marquette. Also, Lily Hansford. Uh, she's headed to Oregon State. She shoots the three really well. Sammy Byer. Um, good point guard for them. Um, they will need those two in those big games because in some contests, I feel like a little bit was a little bit too much was on La Chapelle to do all the scoring for them. So, you know, if they can get that those points from other kids on that team, I do think that's why they're the favorite in Division One. Um, but I have Appleton East facing Catamaran in the title game with Appleton East coming out on top. But as we mentioned, Division One is is uh, very competitive and would not be surprised if any of these teams uh, come home with a gold ball. Norb, do you need to answer your phone? I think that's Todd Hansen calling. <laughs> he might like it, actually, though. You know, sometimes <laughs> coaches like when I pick against them, then it adds there a little go. bit for their team. There you go. Um, Norb, there's no, uh, you know, Arike Ogunbowale or K.K. Arnold type, you know, trend, uh, you know, historical talent at the state tournament necessarily, uh, especially in the, the senior class. Very good players, no doubt. Um, but I'm really interested to see what the uh, what the turnout, what the attendance looks like this week at the girls' state tournament because you have a lot of teams from the Fox Valley area, which always helps. De Pere, Appleton East, Notre Dame, you know, Wapan, some of the smaller schools, Freedom, uh, you know, going down the line. You have some teams that have not been there for a long time in Division One. De Pere was there in 2017, but everybody else, it's been 15-plus years. So a little bit of a changing of the guard there. You've got some great matchups. Again, you've got some fresh faces, even down into the uh, the smaller schools. So I think we have a, a – and you have that kind of pent-up um, you know, interest of not having a regular state tournament last year, not really having a state tournament in 2020. So I think there's a lot pointing in the a positive direction of – Really, some good crowds, some good attendance, and that would be awesome to see if uh, if that does bear out this weekend at the Rush Center. Uh, definitely, because I mean that's what you play for. You played uh, to get to the Rush Center so you can play in front of a bunch of fans. And you know the sectional final that I was at in Oshkosh at Oshkosh North between uh, Nina and Appleton East, the place was filled up. And I think that's a credit to those the fans in the Fox Valley. And, you know, I think it's many of the games I've went to, went to in that area, I think there's been more fans than there have been in other areas in the state. So I do expect really big crowds. And hopefully, you know, some of those outlining teams, uh, schools also bring, you know, a fair share of fans. And, you know, just the average fan, hopefully we get the, them out there uh, at the rest center as well. Because, you know, 
uh, having last year the way it was. And, you know, you want to enjoy all the, that you can with these really good players and these really good teams at the state tournament. I'm going to go out on a limb and say since, uh, you know, switching to the five-division uh, format, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction that this will be the best-attended five-division state tournament. We'll see how it goes. Um, I don't think there will be any weather issues. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be like, you know, 55 degrees or anything, but don't think we'll have weather. we got great matchups. We've got fresh faces. We've got pent-up uh, interest. Uh, burgeoning interest in girls' high school sports in general, I think, and in women's and in female athletics in general. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that we'll see if it holds true. But I'm I'm really hopeful that does happen and that there's uh, some great environments there at the Rush Center this weekend. Of course, you can uh, find all the information that you need at wisports.net. We've got our uh, girls basketball FAQ up. If you need information on how to get tickets, if you need information on how to watch it on TV online. Uh, there's so many ways that you can consume uh, the content that goes with the girls basketball state tournament, radio listings, all that good stuff. You can check that out on wisports.net, the schedule of games, all kinds of information, um, you know, carry-in policy, where you can park, uh, of course, all, all of Norbert's preview information as well. So be sure to uh, to check all that out this weekend and this week leading up to the girls basketball state tournament at the Rush Center. Uh, Norb, always great to get your insight uh, on what should be a tremendous state tournament. Uh, what what are we looking for? What are we what are fans looking for in terms of coverage and other information coming out this week leading up to the state tournament uh, that maybe they can find already? And also, what uh, what kind of things they'll look forward to during the state tournament at the and at the conclusion of the state tournament. Yeah, well, right right now you can already check out the previews for all five divisions at Wisports.net. We'll have the gamers um, at the state tournament. We'll also have, you know, just, you know, make sure to follow us on Twitter as well. That, that'll be all on that Wisports uh, um, pre-state uh, pre tournament article that's already out. Um, after the state tournament, uh, we'll have the all-tournament team. We'll also have... Uh, the, the Monday after the state tournament, we will have uh, all state announced uh, WBCA all state that is, and and then next week as well, we'll have the the uh, award winners for our senior awards. So you know there'll be plenty of content um, that's already out for the state tournament currently, as well as you know make sure to to check us check us out during the tournament with uh, articles, and then following the tournament with you know, what our thoughts were with the All-Tournament and then, you know, All-State next week. So there's going to be plenty of content for you to check out at wisports.net. And, of course, make sure you follow us on social as well, Twitter especially, Norbert and uh, and I and Colton Wilson, who will also be part of our, our coverage group. We'll have all kinds of, uh, of updates from the state tournaments. You can follow Norbert at Norbert Durst. You can follow me at Travis WSN, at wisports.net for our main account. Um, or we'll give you certainly updates on what's going on, but again, with so many ways that you can follow the state tournament, whether it's on TV, online, on your smartphone, on the radio, live stats, play by play, um, you know, we're, we're not going to necessarily do that part of it a, a ton, but we, we will provide updates and we'll provide kind of, you know, what's going on around the arena. What are the crowds like? What, uh, you know, what's the atmosphere like? What's, what's going on in, uh, in some of the games as well. And of course, the all-important official shoe updates. And Norb, I won't be there on Thursday, so that's going to have to be your job. You're going to have to fill that uh, that void 
That is the most, I think, popular state tournament content that we have, right? Yeah, you can think that anyway, yeah. Okay, okay. I can think that and make it so. So Norm will bring you the uh, the all-important official shoe updates on Thursday, and I'll take over uh, a little bit later on Friday. Uh, but that will do it for today. A great content as always, Norb. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, looking forward to seeing you up at the Rush Center. And if folks see Norb or myself or our WSN crew up there at the games, maybe at one of the, the restaurants uh, nearby, walking to the games, whatever, make sure you say hi. Um, and uh, we're looking forward to getting back up there. So, Norb, thanks for your time today. Of course. Looking forward to it. All right, one more chance to remind you to help save lives on Wisconsin roads and eliminate crashes. Join the Wisconsin Department of Transportation's new campaign, Buckle Up, Phone Down. Commit to always buckle your seatbelt and put your phone down while driving every trip, every time. Take the pledge at wisconsindot.gov. He is Norbert Durst. I am Travis Wilson. This has been a wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.